with uh, your permission, Sovereign Lord, in the Blessed Sacrament, we do our prayer tonight next to you. Thank you for your presence. There you are in the Holy Eucharist, truly present in your humanity, in your divinity, substantially present. For today's uh, recollection, this evening's uh, meditation, I'd like to invite you to reflect, to start with that passage in the Gospel of Matthew. When we find the Lord in Bethsaida, there he cured or he restored the sight of a blind man. And shortly after, he approached his uh, apostles, the disciples, and asked them, who do, who do men say that I am? It's like the Lord, you know, asking for an opinion, like kind of a survey. What do people think about me? And the disciples gave different answers. They said, John the Baptist. Others would say, you are the Elijah. Still others, one of the prophets. But then our Lord asked them, but you, who do you say that I am? And then Peter replied, you know, as always, speaking in behalf of the rest. And he said, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. So this is, you know, a confession of faith on the part of the prince of the apostles. It is the confession of the divinity of Christ. You are the son of God. But who do you say that I am? It's kind of <clears throat> interesting that the Lord initially seemed to be interested in knowing what people in general think about him. But actually, he was really uh, interested in what you think about him. Who are you? Who, who is Jesus for you? And like Peter, we can say, Lord, you are my God. You are my Savior. And I'd say, for tonight, I'd like to invite you to reflect on the idea that Jesus is a friend. And so we can say it now in the intimacy of our prayer. Who am I to you? Who do you say that I am? And tell him, Lord, you are my savior. You are my friend. You are my friend. You know, friendship with Jesus. Although we come to Mass, we pray the rosary, many times we kneel down to pray, but perhaps uh, we still deal with him like a stranger. Somebody who is uh, so far, far away. Somebody anonymous. Someone we know, we deal with, but quite from a distance. Well, no. Jesus as a friend. Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. You know, the very idea of friendship means that we do not just study God or like, you know, read about his life, but we actually talk to him. 
we dialogue with him, we converse with him in a, in a very familiar way, <clears throat> as we do with an intimate friend, you know, without inhibitions, you know, um, sharing, you know, common interests and talking to him in a very spontaneous way without any formalities, because that's what friends are. The Lord knows us. Christ knows each one of you more than you know yourself, and that applies to me as well. It has been said that the best things in life are free, and true friends are some of the best things in life that money, money cannot buy. We do not grow as a person in isolation. We are social beings. By nature, we are meant to live with the others and for the others. Whether we like it or not, we are dependent on others. Our parents, our teachers, our friends, uh, our colleagues, the professionals, the doctors, the lawyers, the teachers. We are constantly in a relationship of dependence. But I'd say that, I say that also because no person is self-sufficient. Really, we need others. We need others. In the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes, it says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Well, Jesus Christ is there. He tells us, come to me, all of you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is inviting us to trust him, to go to him, to beg for his help, to ask for pardon, to deal with him in an intimate terms. And so, you know, not to imagine some barrier. Of course, when we offend the Lord, a kind of, it's a kind of distancing from him. But then there's a sacrament of penance. We go to confession. We receive an absolution. And we are reconciled with God. And the Lord, God is never tired of forgiving us. Christ said, Christ told us exactly what it means to be his friend. And we can find it in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 15, verse 14. It says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So you see, to be a friend of Jesus, to be close to the Lord, We need to strive to be faithful, to be loyal to him. Friends of the Lord are those who follow his commandments. They're prayerful. They try to avoid anything that is displeasing to God. They may not be perfect. We are not perfect. But at least there's that earnest desire to do what God wants. As we say in the Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Friendship in, you know, 
human friendship means it is a relationship of, of enduring esteem and mutual trust between two persons. Two individuals choose to form a friendship, to forge a friendship with one another. A close relationship with no formalities, no legal obligations. It is characterized by loyalty, mutual trust, understanding, empathy, openness, familiarity, and frequent you know, communication. Uh, apply that to the Lord. Lord, how often do I go to you? How often do I pray? Whenever I make plans, do I consult the Lord? Do I bring it to my prayer? Or is there a kind of dichotomy in my life? That's the way that on the one hand, uh, you have, I have my spiritual life, my prayer, my rosary. And on the other hand, my secular life, my work, my travels, social life, my sports. Is there a disjunction, a disconnect? Or is my friendship with the Lord something that permeates all aspects of my life? I was reading years ago the life of Teresa of Avila, the founder of this cult, Carmelite. Well, in January of the last year of her life, that was 1582, she left the city of Avila to establish convents in Burgos and Granada. Along the way, they encountered heavy rains, there was flooding, uh, mudslides, and she fell. And she had, they had to wade through deep waters. And Teresa, a very pious woman, kind of blurted out words of complaint to the Lord saying, Lord, why do you make life so difficult for us here on earth? We're doing this for you. We're serving you. Why do you always put obstacles? And then she heard Jesus telling her, Teresa, I have always dealt with my friends on earth that way. And Teresa retorted, that's why you have very few friends. That's why you have very few friends on earth. Because you make life difficult for us. You know, that is a very kind of an endearing, shall we say, conversation between a daughter and her father, Teresa and the Lord. And that's what it means to be a friend of Jesus, a friend of the Lord. Familiar, not formal. The Lord himself opened the pages of the gospel. You'll find that he had many friends. He was a friend in particular to the siblings Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who were living in Bethany, a few miles off uh, the city of Jerusalem. On one occasion, uh, Lazarus, his dear friend, had fallen sick and actually died. And so the sisters sent word for the Lord, who at that time was in Jericho, to hasten, uh, to informing him that their brother was sick, and that implying that you know, he could do something before you know, something would happen. But then the Lord stayed on. The Lord did not come at once, and when he came, Lazarus had died. Anyway, Mary and Martha separately complained to the Lord as a dear friend, knowing that he could do something, he could have done something. And so they were saying, like, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. It's like almost like 
blaming him. Hey, why didn't you rush? Why didn't you come right away? That's friendship. That's uh, intimacy with Christ. That's dealing with the Lord truly, as they say in Spanish, hablando de tu a tu. Like not, not formal, not sir, madame. No, no, it's, it's, it's Lord Jesus. Like as, as a dear friend, no? Very familiar, very close. One of the most common verbs for love in Greek is philio. That is the word for friend, philos, come from that verb. And in the New Testament, a friend is uh, understood as one who loves. And so therefore, there's a fundamental connection between love and friendship, love and friendship. Last year in a workshop in, uh, in Mary Hill, uh, there was a, a man who came up to me, uh, rather pulled me aside and said, Father Henry, I want to tell you something. He said, I am a good friend of Jesus Christ. So I was taken aback. I said, what do you mean? I told him, me too. I'm also a friend of Jesus Christ. He said, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. I have a photo with him. And so he pulled out his uh, iPhone and trying to browse through the photos and showed me a photo that he had with Jesus. It turned out he was referring to, you know, this film, the series, uh, The Chosen, The Chosen. So where the Lord, uh, Jonathan Ramin, Ramin was, is a good friend of his. So they grew up together, like, you know, their neighbors. So he had a photo with Jesus Christ, <laughs> long hair. Oh, okay, we had a good laugh. But in a sense, kind of reminds us of how, how, that's how we deal with the Lord. Well, think about those moments that you come to Mass, you kneel down to pray. How is my prayer, Lord? Is it like impersonal, abstract, dry, anonymous? Perhaps because of my lack of faith. Perhaps because I don't really deal with you as a friend, someone who is close to me. And by the way, we approach the Lord not just in when we are desperate, in need of something. You know, if He is a friend, in, time, in good times, in bad times, when things are easy, when things are hard, uh, rainy days or stormy days or like sunny days, always we deal with our Lord. Because friends are like that. People who share common interests. People who are always in contact. People who lean on each other. And of course the Lord is a friend. That is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You see? Christ has revealed to us the mysteries, the secrets of God the Father, so to speak. He has made us partakers of the divine life. He has welcomed us into the intimacy of the Trinitarian life. And that is a sign of God's trust. Even though we are sinners, even though we have strayed from the path, even though we have offended Him, the Lord 
welcomes, uh, welcomes us. And uh, he, he makes us part of, of his life. I was reading this uh, book that has become a bestseller written by Dale Carnegie, Carnegie in 1936, entitled How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's kind of a self-help book that has sold over 30 million copies worldwide. Dale Carnegie is an American writer, lecturer, and he developed courses of self-improvement and interpersonal skills. Anyway, the predominant theme of the book is this, to see things from the point of view of others, inviting us to change the way we relate to other people, to win them over, to build lasting friendships, you know, changing our attitude, being cordial, being, you know, serving others. It's a beautiful book. And, um, well, when you say to see things from the point of view of another, of my friend, apply that to the Lord in our prayer life, to see things, events in my life, from the perspective of God, through the prism of faith, that, you know, supernatural outlook, so that it's not just during prayer, but in our day-to-day -day life, our social life, you know, work, family, moments, travels, and rest, whatever, in everything. See every circumstance with the eyes of faith, through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Saint Jose Maria would say in Spanish, que vea con tus ojos, Jesús de mi alma, that I may see, Lord, through your eyes, Jesus of my soul. Pope Benedict, who passed away like uh, a few days ago, last week. During the 60th anniversary of his priestly ordination, he gave a talk to priests, words that also apply to us, to all of us. And he said, because of his love for us, Jesus makes us his friends. The gift of the Holy Spirit places us in a new relationship with God. We receive the very Spirit of Christ, making us children of God the Father, and introducing us into a special intimacy with Jesus. Through the action of the Holy Spirit, we are identified with Christ without dissolving our individuality, without losing our personality. Thus, our identification with Christ is closely tied to our friendship with Him. So that the life of grace brings about a face-to-face -face relationship with God. We get to know Him better in His mysteries, and we, we begin to act the way He does. We begin to have the same sentiments, desires of Christ. Even though we are poor creatures, we acquire that profound knowledge of God. As St. Augustine said, deep within us, we experience God. That is what true friendship is. There is a Latin maxim that says, idem velle, idem nolle. 
wanting the same things and rejecting the same things. That is how it was expressed in antiquity. Friends are people who have the same interests. They avoid the same things. They want the same things. And in the case of the Lord, we are friends of Jesus. We want to be holy. We want to live the virtues. We want to serve others. We want to be with God. And we avoid anything that offends the Lord. We avoid anything that goes against his commandments because we are friends of Jesus. The Lord said, I know my own and my own know me. Like making reference to the shepherd who calls his sheep by name. So the Lord Jesus knows each one of us, not in a generic manner as a part of a mass, mass of people, no. He knows each one of us by our name. He knows what is inside our heart. He knows our secrets. He knows our thoughts. And so St. Jose Maria advised the people, people who would see him for spiritual direction, St. Jose Maria would uh, tell the people to seek that friendship with Christ. Draw close to the master. And to do that, you don't need to have any formalities, any letter of introduction, any specific methods. No, you can be wherever you want, anytime, in any way, talk to the Lord. We have access to him 24-7. And how do we cultivate that friendship with the Lord? First of all, through our life of prayer. Now, you know, if you are really a true friend of someone, you would be somehow in contact with him. And, you know, sending a Christmas greeting, you would remember his birthday, or you would be there on special occasions, wedding anniversary, or perhaps play sports with him, tennis or golf, and uh, sometimes having dinner with the family together, so on and so forth. That's, that's what friendship is. not an occasional. It's not an acquaintance. An acquaintance is someone whom we, we meet once in a while and, you know, saying some pleasantries. Hey, good morning. How are you? And that's it. No, friends is a deeper relationship. And apply that to the Lord. A deeper relationship, not occasional, tangential, but really close, intimate. An author said that we are created by God for contemplation in order to have a face-to-face -face vision of God. We live in a world that is kind of noisy, in a frenzy to accomplish many things, and so there's a tendency for activism. But precisely we make an effort to learn to slow down, to pause, to reflect, to pray to behold the face of Jesus. Vultum tuum tomine requiem. Lord, I long to see your face. Do not hide your face away from me. Pope John Paul II, at the dawn of the new millennium, uh, he wrote in the Novo Millennio, en Junte, he said that the thirst for spirituality felt in our society and the people can only be quenched by Christ. 
No, we shall not be saved by formula, but by a person, by Jesus Christ. And the assurance which he gives us, I am with you. I am with you until the end of time. So cultivate that personal relationship with the Lord. You see, the Christian faith, sometimes we think of the Christian religion or the Catholicism as doing certain rules, fulfilling certain norms and obligations. Yes, but not quite. The essence of Christianity is not rules and regulation. It's actually friendship. It's an encounter with the person, Jesus Christ, and a living being. The Word of God made flesh, born to us. That's Christmas Day. And we read uh, from the writings of St. John Marie Vianney, the cure bars, that he noticed every morning there was a, an old man, a farmer, who would drop by the church every morning to spend a few minutes to pray, and then he would leave. So one day, the cure of ours approached him and said, how do you pray? And the man, perhaps, you know, unlettered, without kind of high education, he said, I look at him and he looks at me. Well, kind of very simple, but deeply theological. That's, that's what prayer, that's what friendship is. And so in our daily work, in our family life, there in the city streets, in the office, in the hospitals, we find the Lord because we will always think of Him so that our daily occupations, even though we may be typing something on the computer, sending an email, or cleaning the garage, or you know, setting up the table, or driving a long distance, whatever we do, they do not hinder our conversation with the Lord. More than anything, it is an attitude. It is an attitude of prayer. It is faith, and that is friendship and intimacy with Christ. In Gaudium et Spes, the Second Vatican Council, it says, Christ blazed a trail, and if we follow it, life and death are made holy and take on a new meaning. As perfect God and perfect man, Jesus shows us that all aspects of human life, work, study, social relations, and even sickness and pain, all of this can be a way of living in communion with the Lord. And there's a prayer in the liturgy that says, Direct, O Lord, we beseech you, so that all our actions, by your holy inspirations, and carry them on by your gracious assistance, that every prayer and work of ours may begin always from you, and by you be happily completed. So we have the conviction, faith, that God is always with us. He is not an abstract idea. He is not an impersonal force, but as a father, a friend, who is loving and merciful. Again, St. Augustine said that God, the Lord, is closer to us than we are to ourselves. We conclude this meditation turning to our Blessed Mother. It goes without saying that if Christ is with us, Deus nobiscum, 
It is because of Our Lady, who, at the Annunciation, with Archangel Gabriel, announced to her her divine vocation, seeking the consent of a creature. What is she saying? Full of faith, full of trust in God, in the plan of the Lord, he said, she said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. And right there and then, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you how to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.